Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Ever since the financial crisis, when Ireland's entire banking system collapsed and needed to be bailed out by taxpayers, the European Central Bank and the Central Bank of Ireland have insisted that all lenders set aside huge quantities of capital to act as a risk buffer in case things go wrong. They have been accused by some, including on this programme, of being way too strict and the reason behind Irish consumers and companies paying more than more some of the highest interest rates in the Eurozone. The consultants Mazar have carried out a study of European banks and compared them. And Michael Tui is audit and assurance partner with Mazar and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Michael. Morning, Joe. So are Irish banks in good shape? Um, they they are ab- absolutely, and our, I think our study really um, con- confirms that. Um, I suppose overall, what the study we did looked at twenty six banks in eleven countries in the EU. Um, probably key three key takeaways from that EU survey. One is that, and the point you said about the level of provision, and aside this from this capital, the capital buffers that we were this talking is, about. No, this is in addition to capital that they have in their balance sheet. They're also making a provision for what they think are expected losses on their loan portfolio. Uh, they're defaults. trying to future project. Mm. Correct. Um, So we are seeing a reduction uh, in our overall level of provision for for expected credit loss. Uh, Ireland runs at around 2.3% of their overall loan book, still higher than the EU average of 1.4%. Oh, that is still higher? Still higher, yeah. And is that the non-performing loans or is that a different measure that you look at? No, it is part of it and and certainly the NPLs is is a big component of that overall ECL and we're carrying much higher levels of NPLs, almost double the EU average in our volume of non-performing loans. All right, quite a few acronyms in there. So basically non-performing loans are loans that are not being repaid at the scheduled as agreed. Correct, correct. And Ireland still has a huge lag from the financial crisis from 14 years ago. It does, uh, double the EU average. And, you know, and that obviously they've done a lot of sales and will continue to do more sales through securitizations, loan disposals, but but still twice the EU average in terms of NPLs. And and does your survey look at um, whether that is acting as, as a drag on the overall lending picture in Ireland? Um, it doesn't really. I suppose it focuses really on the impact of those MPLs and the general economic environment on the level of provisions that, that banks are carrying on their loan books. Now, I did say at the start mm. that Irish consumers and companies are paying more than the EU average for their interest rates, for for their lending. Um, what other countries are, are, pay, are, you know, what are other yeah. countries charging? It, 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 well, in fact, there's, I suppose there's, I mean, interest rates, you've got your mortgage interest rates and then you've got your term loans. So if I I would agree with you, Joe, for the last 10 years, absolutely. Mortgage rates in Ireland were con- consistently above the EU average, one of the highest in Europe. 2022 has seen a little bit of a sea change. If we're looking at average mortgage mortgage interest rates, we're actually getting closer to the EU average. Um, countries like Germany are above us on mortgage interest rates. Yes. Um, term lending, uh, in, you know, investments in buy-to-lets, yes, our interest margin is is significantly higher than the EU margin. But in terms of average mortgage rates, we're, we're, we're climbing down. That's, it, that's, a, that's a good place to be. They're moving in the right direction, but it is still slightly above the EU average. It, it is. It's, it is slightly above the EU average. And if we look at a country like France, um, their mortgage rates are, are significantly less. Um, and, and Luxembourg, before the interest rate uh, interest rates started rising from the ECB, they were paying something like 0.7% yeah. on average for a mortgage, whereas we were paying 2.7%. Yeah. Uh, were. Now, things have changed, as you say. Yeah. Irish banks have been slow 
to raise interest rates, despite the European Central Bank raising rates quite dramatically over the last four or five months. Yeah, they, they have. That really explains why we're getting closer to, to the EU average. Um, I, I don't really expect things to change that significantly in terms of um, you know interest rates. I think they, they probably will you know stay where they are or, or climb. They're not going to get uh, any any lower. Uh, These I'm are the mortgage interest rates rather yeah. than ECB rates, which unfortunately correct. are going north. Yes, correct. Yeah, so your, your, your analysis doesn't really look at what the ECB are going to do. No. Um, would you say that Irish banks are being overcautious with their lending to companies based on the fact that the financial crisis started in 2008, 14 years ago? Yeah, uh, look, I, th- I think I, I wouldn't say that. I think, yes, they are being prudent. Uh, and you can certainly see that in terms of, you know, they do build in substantial overlay. So, so whatever the models tell them what the provision should be, they build an overlay or a buffer on top of that. On top of that. And, and it is prudent, absolutely. I think we run at a, at a rate of, of an overlay of about 25% of our entire provision is an overlay versus the EU average of 15%. So, so it is higher. W- what, what does that mean? Does that mean for every 100,000 that the banks might lend out, they're setting aside? 25,000? No, that's more of a capital. So, you know, for every 100 euro that a bank would lend out, it probably has to put in capital of around, sets aside around 15, 15 euros of that in terms of its capital requirements. That's still a lot of money to set it, aside. It, it is, but, but, but actually, you know, we would, we would have had, uh, and again, historically, our capital, our capital requirements, and that's driven by central banks and, and regulators, what they mandate mm. banks to, to, to set aside. So we would have been above the EU average in terms of the level of capital buffers that banks need to keep. Uh, that is, again, climbing down. If you, if you look at the, the, the recent analysis and comparisons between the capital requirements in Ireland and our EU averages, you are seeing the capital requirement that banks in Ireland reduce uh, ever so slightly. And uh, in terms of uh, non-performing loans and mm. mortgages and such like, um, it is very rare for someone to be turfed out of their home in this country. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons uh, that interest rates are so high, because the, the loss, the book loss for the banks is much higher than in other Eurozone countries. Uh, that's, that's correct. And actually, I was only looking at some of the statistics. We have over, I think, over 5,000 uh, mortgages that are in arrears over 10 years. So that's a... So, no, so someone has been sitting in a home for more than 10 years, 5,000 households, yeah. and they haven't, went in arrears, or they haven't made any payments at all. I, I I think in arrears, though, they're not performing, they're not meeting their obligations. And yet the bank won't pursue them through the course. Well, I think, you know, it, that's, that, that's probably maybe too, uh, uh, too simple to say just that, if, um, if you don't mind, because obviously, you know, they have to comply with regulations and, you know, the, the state has uh, a number of rules and it's not as straightforward as, as it is in other countries in terms of taking possessions um, and, you know, not to comment on the, so, the social appropriateness of that, but mm-hmm. just on the f- pure financial terms, it's not as straightforward. So things take a lot of time to, I suppose, to come to a resolution in Ireland versus the other EU countries. And so, that does have an impact. That does have an impact. Correct. Michael, thanks for coming in. That's Michael Tui, the um, Audit and Assurance Partner with Mazar. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.